0: Yo! What's up, Real Critics? It's Jose, as usual. Uh, We got a different kind of episode for you this time. Uh, It's a little weird because um, as two grown-ass children, we unfortunately have been so dang busy with adult stuff, you know, like working and uh, sleeping and uh, wedding planning, in John's case. So we've had to take a little break, but we'll be back. Um, But for right now, we decided to release this like old episode of the show just because we haven't had time to really get recording recently. So just some things to keep in mind here. This was our very first run through of EARC. So the sound quality is a little booty and the old theme song is still on there. And you'll kind of hear us like still kind of trying to figure out what we're doing. I mean, not to say that we're not doing that right now, but um, I think this was also recorded like back in July. So you'll hear us talking about like Jeff Bezos and space, and like a bunch of other outdated content. But I think it's still funny to revisit it because uh, it'll be nice, you know, just to go back to a time when the only global emergency was a viral pandemic. And we were all laughing about a dick-shaped rocket Going into space and didn't have to live under the constant fear of a potential nuclear holocaust and the outbreak of World War III. Anyways, in this episode, you hear us talking about a uh, Bobby Rods classic children's movie, Spy Kids. is ah! a madman. Help us save us. But stay tuned for our next episode um, where we'll be breaking down our very first TV show. The controversial book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Guys I have so much to say about Boba Fett like so much shit to say like good shit but also like a lot of bad shit like some shit was just weird but anyways time for the show. <laughs> i needed like i couldn't think of something to put in the background so and on hulu it's like one of the things that they're always advertising so i was just like let me turn on family guy yeah instantly fell asleep yeah <laughs> i just fell right asleep. i think
1: i definitely i in college just would watch it to fall asleep that's yeah. one of those shows it's
0: well because i think it also programmed us to fall asleep because it would come on so, so late, late at night yeah and i would like with my little like like box TV in my bedroom. Yeah. You know, it was either South Park or Family Guy that we would turn on super late at night to fall asleep yeah. to. You know? And then and then if you were lucky, you would wake up in the middle of the night and Girls Gone yeah. Wild commercials were playing. Yeah, yeah. Big oh time. man. <laughs> Big Whoa, good. what is this? <laughs> You're like, hello <laughs> I always wanted to call that number. I never did. What number? I, I because remember, they would give you, like, a number to, like, order all the call VHSs it now. because they I bet, VHS. it, I bet it's still around. Just call it now. You could just Google the whole video. I'm sure I can just torrent it. Yeah. Yeah, like, down, download it off the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was that uh, easy
1: to see naked
0: girls. Am I right? Yeah, it's, uh... based. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to see naked girls. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, maybe we should get started. There's no good transition from talking about that into getting into the episode. What are you
1: talking about? Tons of naked girls in this game.
0: Alright, let's start it now, ready? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Everyone's a Real Critic, where we break down your favorite movies and analyze the critic and audience score on Rotten Tomatoes to figure out, is this movie really good or really bad? At the end of the day, it doesn't even matter, because everyone's a real critic. Be sure to follow us on our social channels at EARC Pod. I'm one of your hosts, Jose Garcia Chow, and I'm joined, as always, by John Wolf. John, what's going on? What's worth watching this week, man? What's
1: going on, Jose? Good to see you,
0: as always.
1: Very excited to talk about Spy Kids today, man. Great movie, but I will tell you what I've been watching this week. It hasn't been too much TV or movies. I actually have just been really excited and been doing a lot of watching of this private billionaire space race contest. Did you, did you see uh, Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos? Oh
0: yeah, of course. The whole the globe song yeah. dick measuring Oh contest. yeah.
1: I love that dick measuring contest. And and quite <laughs> literally Jeff Bezos is um, you know, going ten more miles into near space and then uh doing it in, in a huge penis. I liked it.
0: So so wait, he went ten miles further than Richard Branson? In yeah, yeah, like in the orbit. Into near space. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought they were both like barely made it out of the stratosphere or whatever sphere it is that envelops the globe and they were just like (laughs) did it yeah the foreskin sphere is probably what that one is yeah (laughs) yeah it's all dick jokes it's all dick jokes when your rocket ship looks like a massive yeah i'm
1: excited to see what the next one looks like do you think it's gonna be longer it's just gonna be like two balls fly
0: up into space I yeah so you I, that's what I was gonna say I hope that they include some balls this time it's, it's like just a dildo going up into space I want to see some balls <laughs> who doesn't am
1: I right like that's <laughs> the most attractive part of the male body if I had to guess it's just probably just the dick I'm and pretty balls. sure that's what
0: attracts every woman you know mm-hmm. yeah that's that's uh, immediately where eyes go for sure
1: if I had a dollar for yeah. every time I was walking around and I noticed someone's eyes just drifting down towards my zipper. I'd be a billionaire. Uh I'd be in the space race.
0: Everybody listening wants to be you right now. (laughs) I get that all the time. (laughs) Every every time you're walking down the street, you just catch people. I can't even go outside anymore. (laughs) Oh, it's probably because you always forget to put up your zipper so your dick's just hanging out. Yeah, or or I just forget to put my pants on, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> walking around with that fan, just walking yeah. around with your dick. Yeah. out. no, know. but
1: this is a real question. This had me thinking, okay. like all of the the space race and all this stuff. And I've asked a few <laughs> a few people this question already, but when Elon Musk takes us to Mars, who are you bringing? With Assuming we're also invited to the Mars repopulation. but
0: Like Elon Musk asked us to come along. Yeah, he's like, go. hey, John, Jose,
1: let's go to Mars, and we need to repopulate humankind. Who are we bringing with us?
0: <laughs> so I have to bring somebody that I will impregnate? You, you don't, don't have, have to. Become.
1: You don't have I, to I, do I that.
0: Just br- I, I just have a plus one. Yeah, you...
1: Well, see, now this is a good question. I almost looked at us as like the... Uh, we were almost the matchmakers. We were we were the scientists who are now going to create like the most perfect humans on Mars. Okay. Because like okay, okay. I probably wouldn't if I needed to repopulate humankind and I wanted to make the best humans possible. Probably okay. not going to use myself.
0: Me oh, neither. I'm. I'm, I'm like, why did they invite me? And if they bring me, I'll tell you who my plus one is. Okay. I'm bringing a dog. A dog. I'm bringing a dog. I'm. <laughs> I don't know you if know you got what? the gist of the Can question. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a question. I'm going left with it. Yeah. <laughs> My plus so, one is going to be a puppy. So, no human be The only dog on Mars. Yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. I'm, I'm that's thinking not dumb. The Rock.
1: I'm, I'm thinking Beyonce. That's,
0: okay, okay. I mean, obvious choices, John.
1: I'm thinking like also very athletic. People, but where I was getting
0: stumped... So, like, Giannis or something? Oh, yeah, or, like,
1: Simone Biles or,
0: like, someone on the women's soccer team. I guess that would help curb the human race to not be as absolutely dumb as it is right now. So, if I'm going to play into your game, i choose Jason Statham. Jason Statham? As your smart person? Just my person. Oh, okay. Cool. That's cool. He doesn't... He's not exactly... A genius or anything, right? I think he's just... We need more um, kick-ass, short, bald men around, so... Actually, we're talking about Jeff Bezos. I take all of that back. We need less <laughs> <laughs> kick-ass, short, bald men around. <laughs> all right, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Yeah, we'll think what, about it. What have you, have you been watching?
1: It's probably not been Space Race, obviously.
0: No, it hasn't. It's So, I... I you know, I, I, sometimes I just want some, some feel-good comedy, man. So, I've been watching some... I think you should leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix. Have yeah. you ever seen this? Yeah, I've, I've seen
1: I've seen a couple of the clips. Yeah,
0: I I'm in love with this show. It's an absurdist sketch comedy show that makes me laugh harder than most things ever have. Like I, I every episode brings me to tears. It's so funny. The only bad part is there's only six episodes in this in this season, and they're all 15 minutes long. So I watch them in one sitting, and I've watched the whole season t- like two to three times. Really yeah because uh oh, dude you have to watch the detective crashmore episode it's episode three okay um as a fellow action lover yeah i know you would love this yeah you, you big would love action this. Yeah. yeah you would love it. yeah all right
1: i'll i'll, I'll um, check it out i i saw the one the one clip i saw was he was in a diner with his kid and he's like doing the thing <laughs> oh, yeah. there's like a guy in that it's a uh, better call he's Saul. like doing a, is there and he's like doing the whole thing you know like pretending to be friends and Better Call Saul takes it to the next level and uh so I'm (laughs) assuming it's very much uh like that key and sort of stuff
0: every episode you know starts with a pretty every sketch I mean starts with a pretty basic premise and the show always takes it to the absolute next level like it just keeps going further and further than what you'd expect um and, and if I were to, like, you know, quantify why it's especially telling towards millennials, you know, it's because it's, like, anxiety-ridden. It's, like, all of these characters want so badly to, like, fit in or, or you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and they just can't. They just can't. Um, there's another episode. There's, there's one sketch where um, there's this guy who goes on, like, a ghost tour, and he's by himself. And, they, and the ghost tour, the tour guide goes, like, hey, this is the adult show, so... We could say anything we want. And the dude just proceeds to just curse <laughs> constantly <laughs> to the chagrin of everybody that he's with. But it is, you just got to watch it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to talk about the sketches specifically because it's its so good. You know so, what the
1: worst part about, like, comedy and especially sketches? I guess this also comes down to memes, too whenever you talk about them to someone they're not they're never funny it never carries me like i look at some fire memes all the time (laughs) but when i try and describe them to someone it it, i sound like a complete idiot it never lands. it just doesn't
0: resonate no it doesn't it doesn't translate as well
1: um you know what does translate well what Spy Kids, baby. Why don't you tell us a little bit of why we decided to watch Spy Kids as our inaugural uh,
0: movie? (laughs) Well, um, I think Spy Kids, it stuck out to us when we were choosing movies because of the profound difference in critic and audience response. This movie has a a 90... Correct me if I'm wrong. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that right? 93. 93% critic score. Almost... Perfect critic Merely. score, yeah. And what's the what's the audience score?
1: Well, so one thing when we're when we're looking at movies is we keep in mind we're looking for at least a twenty percent difference between the critic score and the audience score. So if mm-hmm. Spy Kids has a ninety three percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, it either means it is the greatest movie by far and beyond, a hundred percent, just. To the moon. This movie is it. Like if you were gonna go to Mars and only bring one movie to show everyone, it would be mm-hmm. Spy Kids. Or yeah, everyone hated it. And it, it would got, be
0: really weird to um, take this movie along with you to Mars in a huge dick shaped rocket. <laughs> well, yeah, that those, it doesn't yeah, seem very family yeah. friendly, no, it's, friendly. It's friendly not family friendly. Yeah, <laughs> this movie got a forty six percent audience score. So there is a huge See, that's, difference. That's crazy, and I think that was uh, like the main reason we chose this yeah. movie. Yeah. But we also chose this movie because it's been so long since either one either one of us has watched it. Right? Like, when's the last time you watched this movie?
1: This movie, I I definitely saw it in the movie theater. There's no doubt. I had to see this in the movie theater. It's also a movie I I remember having on DVD as a kid. Like one of the I feel like. DVDs had just started to become popular at this time. This is definitely one I had, and I would watch it all the time. And it, but it, I, you know, like everything, you never know when it's your last time watching Spy Kids, and I can't even remember. I can't even tell you. It just one day I just never put it back in the the old DVD player.
0: Same here, man. I uh, I remember it being a big part of my childhood, and then I don't know. I think you just you know you go through puberty, and it disappears just like the
1: warts on Junie's hand huh they just mm-hmm. up and gone but <laughs> <hate> spoilers buddy <laughs> my bad spoiler alert we should hey, we should spoilers <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie yeah. 2001 <laughs> we should offer a spoiler alert just in case anyone is looking to to get into this but uh, i will definitely agree like it was huge kid friendly wonder if that played into the ratings um and we'll get to that later um in the episode but I also wonder or it made sense to me that this was such a big part of my life as a kid because as we were watching it it just started to all come back all the lines came back I remembered some of the cool stuff that like the the little
0: watch that from McDonald's all of that stuff I was like oh my god so this movie was definitely a big part of being a kid there was a part um, and uh, yeah we'll get into it there was a specific part at the ending where I remembered exactly what the character was gonna do and it surprised it surprised me when he did it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I have this had this vague memory of the guy doing the thing, and then he actually does it, and it like filled the rest of the memory out for me. You know what I mean? Like it was like in black and white, unlocked. and then it all just came to color. It unlocked it exactly. Yeah, it was like uh, limitless. This I, is like I the limitless have, drug. I must this have movie. buried it. You're <laughs> <was> so scared. <laughs> fucking buried it into my <laughs> conscious. <laughs> but all right, let's get let's get back to the movie. Let's yeah. yeah. Go. This movie uh, is an hour and a half long, which is tight. Yeah, we like tight that. Tight 90. We like We that. like a tight 90. Give us the, the mindset, why we like the tight 90. So, I am personally a big fan of the tight 90. Um, I studied screenwriting in school, and my professor ingrained me with this thought that the perfect script should be 90 pages long. Each page is about a minute when you transfer it from the page to screen, so it equals to an hour and a half It's wild that we live in a time now where all of these movies push two hours, you know? Like, just give me a quick little sit-down. 90. Tight 90. That's all I want. Yeah, I
1: I can agree with you on, like, an hour and a half. I I definitely see sometimes two hours, and I think two-hour movies are just, like quick reaction, I had no research to back this up, but I feel like two hour movies are generally ones with a lot of character building, so they have maybe instead of like, like there's more to overcome for the character and you spend a lot more time with them
0: generally yeah. more dialogue driven movies I feel like are two hours or around that time. I agree and it's I don't know about you, but when I see a two hour runtime, I'm like I'm, I'm more hesitant to turn it on. Yeah, you for know? sure yeah,
1: I agree yeah. with that I think action movies, a lot of kids movies, obviously.
0: But I agree, like hour and a half, perfect. Can't perfect. go wrong. Perfect. Not too perfect. fast. Not Speaking too of short. action movies, this is a Robert yeah. Rodriguez movie, dude. Yeah,
1: that's true. Didn't know it was a Robert Rodriguez movie when I saw it in two thousand one. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I don't um, think I knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably didn't know him. But Bobby <laughs> Rod has quite a resume, <laughs> and Rod. for for the people listening aren't familiar with robert rodriguez we'll sort of get into to other movies he's made in just a second but pretty much his vibe if i were to give him one without ever meeting him is he likes to make action movies that are not satirical but they're like you don't take them seriously if that makes sense he I think really... they're
0: a little meta, you know, if I can yeah. interject. I would say, like, he is he is somebody that makes action movies because he's aware of action. He looks like somebody who just used to watch, like, a bunch of crazy exploitation, like, violent films. And so he, like, understands the nuance of action, and he plays with it, you know? So we could get things that are a little satirical, like the Machete franchise and... Even from, like, from Dust Till Dawn. But then he turns him and he can do some pretty serious stuff, too. Like, Sin City, you know? Like, Sin City is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and I think what
1: I like about his movies, they are mostly action movies, is it's not super unrealistic either. Like, there are moments, even in this movie, where Junior Carmen punches something and they, like, shake their hand. They're like, damn, that hurt. Like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's pretty unrealistic that two kids would get on a rocket ship, but it's, like, grounded enough to where you can suspend your disbelief, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He over... I mean, he makes pretty solid movies. I feel like they're generally not received very well critically. This might be his highest-rated movie.
1: I think it is. Well, I mean, it's it's nearly perfect, so it would be tough to top it, critically, at least. But, I mean, you... You make a good point. Like I feel like action movies generally aren't very well revered, so that that makes sense. That a lot of them pull a little bit less. But he has worked on stuff. Uh, he was part of the Mandalorian, the second oh, season.
0: So good. I
1: think that that people would say like that is a show that is well revered. I'm excited to see what he's doing with the Boba Fett stuff, and I think there's a lot of actual Star Wars ties into this movie uh, mm-hmm. that we'll we'll talk about a little bit later too
0: but then really yeah okay i'd be interested to hear what you got to say about that we'll get there we'll get there okay but i think you know you also look at like demi lovato my interest
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's also you know no stranger to to pop you know he's done a couple music videos demi lovato lady gaga ariana grande you know this guy's all over the place he's got a lot of good taste and i think his good taste is really what helped him stand out in 2001 we talk about, we, we've said that year a couple times. It's pretty notable to point out that in 2001, there were a ton of great movies. That was like the, the golden year of movies.
0: Dude, there was like heavy hitters in movies. Like, like. do you want to name a couple off? Because it's pretty wild when you start hearing what other movies came out and how they were reviewed and compared. Yeah, for sure. We got
1: Lord of the Rings started that year. Harry Potter started that year. Wild shrek started that year movies like um a beautiful mind which i think was nominated for awards i could be way off oh but dude oceans, ocean's Eleven. 11 oceans
0: 11 the soderbergh movies so yeah yep yeah. So but also dang lord of the rings and harry potter like huge franchises started in 01 and then this i mean this was a franchise too but well obviously not as uh, successful <laughs> Started off strong but we don't know maybe like hey, i think
1: we we go all the way through i think
0: there's like a 4d of yeah 4D no there's
1: a there. there's a spy kids 4d and a spy kids 3d oh my if God. i'm
0: not mistaken
1: i could be wrong John, remember, remember when movies that, like you would go know. and they were like 3d but they were like real 3d where things were flying towards your face and stuff
0: Oh, like every every yeah. 10 seconds something else would come at the screen. Like yeah. a hand or like... Yeah, like a little drop or something. Good times, though. Good times, though. So
1: we talk about these other movies like Harry Potter, Shrek, Lord of the Rings, like... Ocean's Eleven. What's crazy? None of them as highly rated as Spy Kids. And I think that... Not even Lord of the Rings. Not even Lord of the Rings. 93% Spy Kids. The only movie... If I'm not mistaken, that year, that got better critic rating was Monsters Inc., which I agree with. But as Monsters Inc. again, you can have the same conversation.
0: Dude, that means that this movie is that means that Spy Kids is better than Lord of the Rings. Critically, yes. And that's why
1: we're here. We're here because everyone's a real critic. Am I right? We yeah, all just need you're to right. give nobody's wrong. No I'm one's wrong.
0: wrong. Uh.
1: But we're but right.
0: <laughs> the audience is right. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's hard to quantify what makes a movie good, what makes a movie bad. The, I, I think this is a good comparison because, dude, Lord of the Rings is better than this movie. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. I think all the Lord movies the we just mentioned are better than this movie. this movie. Easily. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Do you think Shrek is better than this movie? Yeah. Well, you're right. Shrek is love. Shrek is life, so um <laughs> i'm like did you expect me to have a longer
1: answer like did you think i was gonna mull it over yes yeah, shrek's better than this movie so it's shrek 2
0: no i completely agree i was uh setting you up there <laughs> you thought i was gonna say no oh my god what a hill to die on oh jeez. all right well like remind me what spy kids is even about yeah,
1: yeah, yeah spy kids so if you've never seen spy kids before um what are you doing get in there Go watch what it. What are you waiting? Yeah, for? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're twenty, twenty years too late at this point. So, um, no better time. Dude,
0: this movie's twenty years old. This movie is twenty years old. That's older. crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. So, Spy Kids,
1: family of super spies, gets out of the game. They don't want in anymore. Until they start to get the itch, they kind of want to get back into the game, and. Then they start doing a little too much snooping behind a Willy Wonka kind of deranged children's TV host who's working with a private government agency that... I won't even say government agency. They're almost like private psycho men that want to take Mm -hmm. down government agencies with clone child super soldiers.
0: It's not exactly... Well explained that. Part. Not important.
1: What's important? If it gets,
0: yeah, right, it doesn't matter. What's important, but,
1: you know like The biggest overview, I would say, you know what I I messed up. You know what this movie really is about? Two things. You should never send an adult to do a kid's job and small things. <laughs> small things come in big packages. Or big things <laughs> come in small packages. One of those. And that's oh, what this movie's God. about
0: okay that's it <laughs> this movie is about two things small things <laughs> come in big packages yeah Which, what they just kind of roll around in the package in there <laughs> yeah so it's probably big things
1: come in small no small things yeah it makes more sense literally no, if small things, things big things come in small packages but they don't how would they fit because in a smaller too- package
0: but how? why would you get a big package for a small thing? Like you said, more room. It's just going to shake around in there. Yeah,
1: but then you're like, oh, man, this thing's going to be huge. And then you open it,
0: and you're like, oh, it's just Jeff Bezos. <laughs> All right, we're getting caught up in the minutiae of this analogy. But... <laughs> All right, but basically, yeah, Spy Kids is about... The Cortezes—they're a family of retired spies with two brand new kids. Brand new, as probably not the right way yeah. of calling an eight and an eleven-year-old or something. But um, yeah, this is about a family of spies, two of which are kids who have no idea that their parents are retired super spies. But when they decide to get back in the game, they become kidnapped by a child TV host uh, in a Willy Wonka with a Willy TV. Uh, show who is partnered with a man that creates child clone soldiers he's got enough technology to create the soldiers but not enough to make them smart so he needs the third brain is that what they called it yep the third brain cool the MacGuffin. Um, and it's up to the Cortez children to save their parents and save the world from being taken over by an army of child clones. Does that sound right to you, John? Yeah. And I, the only thing I would add
1: is, it's a family affair.
0: Um, it's a family affair!
1: <laughs> you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned MacGuffin, the word MacGuffin, in your breakdown of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, I want to move into, and, and we've sort of talked about it, sort of this concept of why we're even talking about this movie, right, is just that the critics lens and the audience lens, though they're watching the same movie, tend to come at absorbing movies or, or de- taking them in and, and real, man, I can't even speak right now, but critics and audience seem to be watching the same movie. But reviewing them differently, so by mentioning mm-hmm. MacGuffin, that seems something that like a critic would say. What are what are some other things like when when we're reviewing movies that we look at?
0: First of all, thank you. Um, I am a real critic, huh. so I use terms <laughs> like <laughs> I use terms like MacGuffin and pacing sure. and narrative. But you know, you're right. Like it's it's different. A, I feel like a critic looks at this movie and he thinks about you know uh he thinks about it for lack of a better word critically there are certain parameters that critics look like that makes a movie successful when i think that maybe audiences look at it as a whole you know was it entertaining which is why we talk about this like you said so when we look at movies what we're trying to do is take all of that into consideration we're going to talk about yes pacing um is the movie way too fucking long um is it is there is a narrative good does it have like cohesion in the story do we know what the hell is going on is what an audience member would say what about characters and dialogue do i give a shit about them and do they make any fucking sense well, engagement too is that's also drives a successful movie did you pick up your phone did you think twice about going to take a piss real quick and you know and then there's one thing that we also add into these movies and, and that's uh does do you need a juice boost the answer is always yes. That is true. <laughs> Any everything is better with a little bit of sauce. A little bit of that juice. So, uh, did you did you uh, partake in a little juice while we were watching this and if so what was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean we,
1: we, we watched the movie together. So, I think I had... I
0: hey, I'm doing I'm doing this for the audience. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I I think I had a couple beers. Um <laughs> yeah so what who cares Uh, but that is basically how you know we the real critics um, break down a film we're trying to take everything into into consideration both critically and both uh, and and for the audience as well you know like critic could be right the audience could be right but nobody's wrong at the end of the day so um, yeah and it's not rocket science
1: you know a movie's good you know a movie's bad it's not rocket
0: science it's not rocket science. It's not Bezos' dick, you know. So, um, <laughs> what is? Anyways, that? Uh, what did uh, what, what did you think of the movie, dude? Dude, I I really liked the movie. I think starting
1: off in the movie itself. I mean, from from the get go, I loved the setup. Like we're sort of zooming in. We're on this beautiful coastal house. That is in the style. It's it's a mission styled house. It looks straight out of Southern California or Central America. You're zooming in, but it's on like it's in Santa Monica or something. It totally is out of place, but I love. I love it. It's like it sort of encapsulates the whole movie. It's just like this giant thing is so out of place, but it's so charming it makes so much sense and I love it I'm here for the whole thing the story yeah. that um, Ingrid Cortez is telling baby Carmen as she goes to bed first of all Carmen asks for the story but then doesn't know the end like come on you you are like telling yeah, the same see, story again and then that's... You, you don't know the end anyway maybe that's just like a typical tween thing maybe I, maybe I did the same thing too but the story and
0: it's not even a good story no the story sucks
1: but (laughs) this the ending sucks i will say the beginning is really cool right like you're getting a little bit of feel for for gregorio and ingrid the two parents right like a little bit of their lifestyle how cool they were how cool it is to be a spy you're like immediately brought into the spy universe and it's charming charming gadgets fake mustaches Kissing, <laughs> explosions, marriage, helicopter, jumping off a cliff, parachutes, speedboat races—like, that's the life.
0: I love yeah. it. I agree. I agree. I really enjoyed. So, the first act of this movie was so good with the pacing of. Yeah, it goes from bedtime story right to um, we and and in that bedtime story, there's some solid exposition being done. We learn about the fact that you know like about about the parents and their their history as spies and through the story and we also understand where the children are coming from they don't see their parents this way to to carmen it really is a bedtime story right. um which is great setup you know and then immediately after that we see a little bit more of what the parents are actually up to they got those sweet gadgets in their bedroom yeah um so the movie is doing a really good job of opening the world up to us you know it's, it's smooth it's honestly very smooth yeah we can nitpick like what the why would Carmen ask for this story when she's heard it forever you know like it's easy to get caught up on that kind of minutia but like in the moment it worked so it worked really well for me you know
1: yeah and there's if there's one thing I could ask for more of it would be an Ingrid and Gregorio origin story just like more about their awesome. life before, yeah. That's what that's mm-hmm. that's what we need more of. When uh, when when, Robbie Rodriguez listens back to this, <laughs> you're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he hasn't thought of that one before. <laughs> <laughs> He's busy, man. He's busy with uh, yeah. that stuff. But yeah, I
1: thought it was really cool. I think being a kid and seeing Carmen and Juni, you you're sort of like. You can relate to them, I think, a little bit. Junie, probably a little bit less at the time when you first meet him, but definitely Carmen. Um, and, and I thought it was it was a great way to introduce the movie. Loved that as we get closer and closer throughout the movie, um, sorry, as we get sort of further along in the movie, we start to see that the characters from both sides, I think, have more in common than we think. We'll talk about that later. But... Um, you know we talked about the cortez family what did you think about sort of the bad guys in this movie we sort of meet them pretty pretty early on too
0: yeah so i think actually this is um the biggest flaw in the movie for me um was the bad guys seemed like i have questions about who does robert patrick work for Mm. um and and why does he want these children? You know, these are probably questions that were answered. I wasn't paying attention just because of the absolute absurdity of the movie. But, but this is what I was left with is like, who is that guy? Why did he contract a children's TV host to create uh, a weapon for him? He was surprised that they were clones, (laughs) that they were (laughs) child clones. And then it seemed like, um, the, uh, what's the name of the guy who plays monk
1: minion? Oh, Tony Shalhoub. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah tony shalhoub has to kind of like hey well check it out these are the kids of the prime minister of this co- uh, of the president and the prime minister of this other country so then he's like oh cool you know so i think yeah that's like the weakness of the movie but it's also not what the movie what matters to the story what matters to the story is the relationship that juni has with carmen the relationship he has with himself you know him overcoming his insecurity and learning to find out what his strengths are um, and and the two of them working together to save their parents right who also again if we're gonna get real nitpicky the parents seem like the worst spies ever Yeah, <laughs> they just get caught Terrible. immediately in every trap and their children just go right past those sharks they don't even get nobody even notices that they're at the fortress you know they slide in and out of places they run through that department store and nobody sees them flying around in jetpacks you know well, so, they changed oh you're right oh i forgot they put on disguises yeah. they just junie decided to dress like a like a like a like a circus ringleader and walked out of there completely inconspicuously but you know again these are things that we can nitpick overall though it works it works so well yeah it was I, a lot of fun i have a couple
1: of big questions about this one i know like you, you've said nitpick but come on how did tony shalhoub who, who plays this guy called minion and floop played by alan Cumming, how did a children's tv host and a psycho scientist <laughs> become friends like how did that happen yeah. in the first place I, that's what i want to know
0: i don't know and so do you think and there's also just work- like a
1: weird bad guy conference that they came together and they were like hey what do you work on he's like well i'm actually kind of into like kidnapping spies and then like changing yeah. their faces with this clay <laughs> that i use with my hands check it out makes a quick clay of tone of whoa, minion cool. and that guy's like whoa cool i'm really into building children robots and then he was probably like whoa that's kind of weird he's like no 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 not the no, weird like, kind the kind that kill people and take over government <laughs> agencies and he's like and then floop's like oh yeah that's totally cool and normal we should connect sometime here follow me on linkedin and then that's sort of how it happened
0: yeah in my mind floop was like oh you make children i need children sure. for my tv show yeah build you me know? an audience oh, you can create mutants out of people i need cute mutants for my TV show if I design them can you just you know like make their faces all weird <laughs> there's nothing Absolutely. cute about the the and, and Tony Salub was like hey you make it out of clay I'll make it out of a real person <laughs> exactly <laughs> it makes, it, again these are things that don't make sense like why does Machete have a child sized jet on the roof of his gadget well, store
1: well uh, yeah, we'll get there in a second, so, but okay, also, okay. how do thumb-thumbs pick anything up? Come on, they're made how of thumbs. How do they pick anything up? I don't either. get it.
0: And and I think the joke there, and I was waiting for it the whole time, was for somebody to be like, oh, you're all thumbs today. <laughs> That's an appropriate response. <laughs> but I also,
1: more serious note, you were, I mentioned this earlier, when we sort of start to meet the kid clones, we're... We're seeing the the creation of them, no brain, right? Uh, it it brought me to thinking, wow, Star Wars, like the the wow. as you mentioned, Robert Patrick or Mister Lisp, as he's known in the movie, who doesn't have a Lisp. That was the most disappointing part of the movie for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Yeah, that was such a tease. So many missed jokes. Yeah, and a better bad guy if he had a little Lisp. Not that there like there's nothing wrong or funny about having a Lisp, but sometimes there is um i i think the star wars stuff is totally like when the republic goes to the well we're gonna lose a lot of people here or we're even gonna get a lot of people here um
0: when the when the republic hit us with a with one of your famous star wars hot no i'm not (laughs) not not this time another Another episode yeah (laughs) we'll save it for an episode but the
1: the bad guys in star wars essentially go to this alien planet um and they ask those people to create them an army. And the army they create is a bunch of the similar-looking guys. They're all actually based off one person's DNA. Um, uh, I
0: think the word you're looking for clones. is clones. <laughs> so they're literally clones, just like in this
1: movie. The, the word is okay. mentioned, clones. And they don't think for themselves. They only follow orders. Like, you know, perfect sort of... Situation here, and the plan for these clones is to take over other worlds in the movie. And in this movie, the plan for these clones is to take over other government agencies and and really just have like an army of their own. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was a big Star Wars time.
0: So that's a parallel. Yeah,
1: and I think a pair, similar parallel. And
0: there's a lightsaber in this movie. There is. That's true. That's one of the cool gadgets. What was your favorite gadget in the movie? Um. I, I Dude, I always wanted that submarine.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought that sub was so cool when I was a kid. Um, just because, like, there's that scene where Juni is, like, bored in there. And he's, like, playing with all the stuff. And there's, like, somewhere you could take a nap and stuff. I'm like, that seems like the fucking best. When I was a kid, we... we John and I are from Florida, so there's, you know, we're so close to the beach. Can you imagine just getting on a submarine like that and just, like, bailing? No. That sounds so great. I right? can't because it's not real.
1: The one thing I Thanks. really enjoyed was the fast food, the popcorn packet fast uh, food where they throw the, it in the, the microwave. The branded, yeah, the branded fast food. Yeah, I think if I was able to make any fast food,
0: <sighs> oh, where to begin? Where do I start? It would probably be Chick. You want that? Probably be Chick Fil A. Oh, hell yes, yeah. dude. Me too. We do not support their politics, no, but boy, all. do I support their fucking chicken sandwiches. Yeah, it's really
1: easy to forget some of that stuff when you've got that uh. nice,
0: crispy, melt-in-your-mouth chicken slapped in between those hot, buttery buns. This is probably a good time to tell the audience that we are sponsored by <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Give us a call. That, that lemonade, dude, and that, that the crust ice. <sighs> So good. Maybe we should just do a Chick-fil-A podcast. Do you want to just put this on pause real quick while I order some (laughs) Chick-fil-A? Yeah, no, go ahead. We should probably do it next
1: time, eating Chick-fil-A.
0: Yeah, I'll just munch ASMR into this microphone. mm,
1: That's what we need. Just four podcasts in one. Um, Yeah, so, like, getting back to the movie, I think we talked about some of the gadgets. Like, that's, that's part of the really fun part here. And I think where the gadgets get made from, actually, we learn all of them. Are all of them made by one guy who happens to be Gregorio's brother, right, Machete?
0: That's right. You're damn right. The one and only Machete. Big reveal here, and
1: I think the introduction of Machete definitely, you mentioned the third brain, which moves the plot forward, right? We learn about the third brain when Junie and Carmen are on this remote island making fast food and hanging out in bungalows they come to learn of the third brain and that's where they get hit by the second crew of bad guys
0: yeah that might be for me the weakest writing point of the movie because the bad guy literally says where is the third brain and then junie like bumps a table and then the third brain just comes out of the table a little convenient but it's a MacGuffin, so who cares right
1: it's a super weak one i just had to get them all together you know so, they go on, you mentioned this, they fight, they get the jetpacks, they end up in a a clothing store, they quickly change, they lose all the bad guys.
0: Really cool Which, can I scene. pause for one yeah. second? Love that action yeah. scene. That scene is so cool with the jetpacks and like flying around and she drops Junie. So well done. Even in two, 20 years later, I thought it held up.
1: Oh, it definitely held up. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was cool.
1: Anyway, so they get that and then we finally move forward a little bit more another way to move forward is we are introduced to the estranged brother of the cortez family yes the what what i think happened between machete and gregorio is what we're supposed to believe would happen to carmen and juni if their relationship were to to sort of stay yes. the same exactly so we, we mentioned the gadgets he is the gadget maker in a very inconspicuous uh, facility named machete spy gear is that what it's called <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> not me though not a spy yeah no he's out of the game not me out of the game I just make I just make the stuff <laughs> machete spy gear <laughs> <laughs> machete spy shop sorry
1: um, and he we were supposed to believe that he was living off the grid Um, and, and this is sort of, you mentioned, we start to then learn a little bit more that this family here is really tight knit and it it really broke down, but we don't really understand why we're not really given a reason why they sort of broke down. It just sort of seemed over like butting heads. And what I, this is when it clicked for me. And this might be a really hot take. And you started to talk about it. I think this entire movie was a training mission for Junie and Carmen. All of the gear, like all... all of the gear is like specifically built for kids. Like the little plane for two small people. I'm supposed to believe Machete, this man who it looks very muscular, very in shape. Yeah. He maybe yeah. it's tough to tell with on TV, but he could be five five. He could be six five. I don't know. He's not fitting in that plane.
0: What does that have to do with his intelligence, John? Nothing has to do with his intelligence. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) why would
1: he build such a small plane if he wasn't going to be able to fly it, Oh, oh,
0: oh, okay, okay, sorry. All of the bad guys in this movie are dumb, which is probably what you thought I was going for. Um, I can also see where you're coming from with this hot take because everybody that gets taken are also, like, they're on, they're related. uh, uh, Yeah, they're all, like, in... um, ingrid and gregorio's team you know so it's like very convenient for them to be taken um including including minion used to work with gregorio used to work
1: with gregorio the woman that uh juni set her hair on fire with the jetpack also worked for the same team how she didn't lose
0: her face beyond
1: it's special fire so i'm all in (laughs) i think it was just a training mission it's
0: just this just plays into your into your theory. Fake fire. It's fake fire. You're right. It's fake fire. Thumb yeah. thumbs, come on. <laughs> they hey, come on. It was all, and I, you know, they probably do this to all of the child spies. Yeah. Like, do you think? Do you remember? Um, I think the giggles have like in the second movie. There's like another pair, brother sister pair, of spy kids, um, and I think they might be Mike Judge's kids or something in the second movie, but. They also are pretty adept spies when they get lost on the island of the Toys or whatever the fuck. Like, what if they all get little... Um, uh, yeah, they all get these crazy spy missions for their first go-around. They just kind of throw them to the quote-unquote wolves to see what happens. I mean, you think
1: about the training that they went through every day. We we see yeah, this early on. Yeah, trained. they were They did monkey bars every morning, what I assume. Mm-hmm. Junie chucked a three-pound weight very far, much further than I could at now, and he did it as a six-year-old,
0: seven-year-old,
1: I don't know, then... Yeah. Yeah.
0: With Butterfingers. Yeah,
1: with Band-Aids on his hand. Butterfingers, exactly. Like, everything in this movie to me screams, and just like like you said before, the parents, super spies, (laughs) come on, please, not in this movie.
0: No, they fall for everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's a children's movie. It's for kids. It's gonna have these flaws. Overall, though, they're easy to overlook because, dude, it's a solid family movie. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like a family movie that melds together like uh, James Bond yeah. and every other awesome action movie you loved when you were a kid. You know, it's it's so great. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty meta. It's a it's a family movie for families. Am I right? Like, that's the major thing. <laughs> family for families. So, yeah. and, and you know what, John?
0: You don't turn your back on family. <laughs> Hell no. This this that's movie definitely lives,
1: lives life a quarter mile at a time.
0: Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, you
1: mentioned James Bond. Definitely a super satirical like spy movie on James Bond. We mentioned a family movie for families. And like at the end of the day, that ended up being the major theme of this movie. A family that comes together, they get stuff done, any family that comes together can get anything done. Is what we're supposed to believe.
0: I love yeah. it. I love it. And,
1: and that's that's the best thing. And
0: especially, especially at the very end when Machete comes back in, you know, and like you said, the Machete is like a a Juni Carmen analog with Gregorio and Machete are, and I think it's really telling that um, they're like, what were we even fighting about? And it's like, I don't rem- I don't remember because it doesn't matter. Right. Like at the end of the day, they're family. You'll fight. It doesn't matter, you gotta be there for each other So, you take the 100 Child Clones on the left You take the 100 Child Clones on the right You take the 100 Child Clones in the middle left And then you take the 100 Child Clones in the middle right There's still 100 more this. Oh shit And then that's when Machete broke through the window Love it, it. dude, even then I was like This is great, this is so It was. It's really well written Obvious, like We keep talking about all these flaws And they are funny and stuff, but like it's a good movie. It's a good it was, movie. I can, I can see why critics reacted to it the way they did. And it's actually really funny to hear the way that the critics and audience re, uh, react to it, right? Yeah, I mean, let's Let's actually,
1: now that you were talking about it, I think, like, let's let's just jump into a couple of critic reviews. And, and that's why we're here, man. We want to hear from what the critics exactly. want to say, what the audience had to say. Like, let's sort of get into it. You, uh, let, Here, I got one right here. Um, okay. This guy from Time Out, he wrote, "In terms of its family ethos, this makes an interesting comparison with the Adams family films." Are you joking? What? There's no way. This is nothing like the Adams family. There's no one that is a rug that walks around. These are super spies. They're not vampires and monsters living in a house that have to like. What is the point of the Adams family? They're like burying their uncle, or their uncle comes to visit, or something like that. This is completely the only thing that's the same, is because they both have families involved. That's that's the only thing.
0: That's literally the only thing that they have in common is that there is a family in that movie yeah. and there's a family in this yeah. movie. Actually, you know what? I'll give them. I'll give them that they have a misanthropic uh, daughter in both of the movies. That's true. <laughs> little teen angst. But uh, I mean other than that, that's a that's a completely different movie. I, wh- who did who did you say wrote this? Uh, this
1: I I didn't. Are we doing it? I didn't.
0: Well, I think the guy that wrote this is Derek Adams. <laughs> no it's not <laughs> Is it? Oh so my God. I think he might be a little biased for this, you know. He's just kind of pushing the Adams family train on us. Wow. He's just like, guys, do you remember my movie? Wow. Do you remember the movie with my family in it? What's crazy is I I
1: actually didn't even notice that and. You might be right.
0: What if yeah, he was? That's all that guy's going
1: <laughs> He for. just goes on. He comments on every movie and compares it to his own family.
0: <laughs> it makes it interesting. He he comments on a Fast and Furious yeah. movie and he goes, "This is about family." Yeah. I remember a movie about. We did this once. Adam's family. We did this. Once. <laughs> we did this. He, he breaks character. Damn. <laughs> oh man. It's uh. I don't know where the hell that guy is coming from. <laughs> Derek oh my god all right do we want to do another one yeah yeah Yeah. you 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 okay this is my favorite one that's on the rotten tomatoes page uh just because the first time i read this was prior to us watching the film yeah um and he he puts it at he says quote as a piece of almost dadaist filmmaking spy kids is great fun with its continual spirit of invention (laughs) And I remember it stuck out to me that he would reference Dada. Like, do you know what Dada is, John? I don't.
1: I, I think so Dada is married was, uh... to my mom. I'm
0: not I'm <laughs> No. So, I mean, yeah, Dada is married to your mom, but... Uh, Dada is an art movement that was around, in, like, in Europe in the early 20th century that basically was, like, a reaction to, um, not just, like, shitty warship, but, like, elitism, um, and so, like, the art that came out of it was very, like, either nonsensical or satirical or, uh, self-referential, um, And I remember when I first read that, I did not understand why anybody would use that term to describe this movie. But now that we've watched the movie, it makes perfect sense to me. This movie absolutely references old action movies and turns them on their head, you know? Like, turns up the nonsense, turns up the silliness of it. And it's endlessly fun, just like that fucking Marcel Marcel Duchamp uh, toilet fountain. Have you ever seen that thing? Ah, it's just a piece... This guy basically took a urinal out of a bathroom, stuck it on, stuck it in a museum, and was like, "This is art now." And he calls it like I think it's called the Fountain. Um, That's wild. That's like the banana that was at Art
1: Basel that one year.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's stuff like that, you know. It's 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 like it's like painting a mustache onto the Mona Lisa, which I'm surprised did not happen in this movie. It could have. There were so many mustaches in this. There movie. There were so
1: many mustaches, and that sort of interesting point you make about the mustache is as we move over to the audience (laughs) reviews and I don't know if we mentioned the critic reviews, there were over, there were 129 critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, And, and, and I learned this, you actually taught me this, that these reviews are not people that go on Rotten Tomatoes and type reviews always. They're actually pulling for the critical ones pulling from articles that are written and, and other reviews from other places. Um, mm-hmm. The audience reviews over 250,000 reviews. We were joking, like, how is this movie reviewed so poorly? Like, it, if it was reviewed by kids who saw it, it would be off the charts. It, it would, we wouldn't even be talking about it right now.
0: I mean, when we were kids, we loved this yeah, movie. Yeah, we loved this movie.
1: So... I went on Rotten Tomatoes... I, st-
0: I still love this movie. I still like
1: this movie as well. When I was on Rotten Tomatoes, you're not going to believe this, most of the reviews are written by kids. Wait, what? Yeah, I can't. I went through... <laughs> Wait, what? I went through and I read about a hundred reviews by children, or so they claim to be children, and... Um, and and I'll, wait, like does it say their age or something? It does. Do yeah, yeah. it says their age. What? Yeah, I'm not sure how. Hey, look, I don't want to be the guy that has that as
0: their job. Um, hey, how old are you? All right, cool. Yeah, like what are you gonna? Hey, kid, let me see your ID. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, you don't have one. Yeah. All right, everything checks out around here. So
1: I've got three here that I that I thought were perfect uh, for reviewing this movie, and they're on okay all ends of the spectrum. So we'll start with the first one here. The 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 sort of caption of the review is "meh" by a fourteen year old. (laughs) Gave it a one. Yeah, not a great start. Gave it a one star review. It Says (laughs) a good movie for kids, which I'm assuming this person is a kid because they're fourteen.
0: He's uh, clearly doesn't consider himself. Right now he's he's grown. A good movie
1: for kids, but when you're fourteen like me, you're right. You'll think it's the dumbest movie ever. To tell you the truth, <laughs> I always hated this movie. Always hated this
0: movie. What? Fourteen. Oh, what dude. What kind of movies is this guy watching? This. St- you, when you're fourteen, you know you're sad. You don't really like. You anything. hate everything. Yeah, you, you hate, hate everything. everything. I, I everything, still hate so. a lot of things. The special. I do
1: too. The special effects are so bad that I wouldn't be surprised if the movie's budget was ten dollars. This kid doesn't know. So he wasn't a fan of the mustaches, obviously, because <laughs> and and he has no concept of money. I also sometimes suffer <laughs> no. from this. Like, you know, what does that cost? I don't know, a billion dollars? What? I don't I don't know. Um the mustaches alone in this movie were probably in the two $10 each. two to three hundred thousand dollar range. There are so <laughs> there's so many of them. They're not high quality
0: mustaches. There are just so many. Can we circle back and quote you when you said, "I have no concept of money"? Exactly. <laughs> At least three hundred million dollars was spent on mustaches alone for this film.
1: <laughs> you get it. So this kid, oh, that's this so kid, funny.
0: no, this kid. So he wraps awkward, it up by dude. saying,
1: "It's kind of goofy, but in a bad way."
0: No, it's not, kid. Come on, grow up. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So. You smoke a little bit of weed, but maybe when you're yet. older. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. You're still a child. Th- what? That kid's wrong. Th- I'm sorry. I know where everyone's a real critic, but he's. Yeah, dead. he's not. He's not
1: everyone. <laughs> he's not. He's not everyone yet.
0: The next one <laughs> I
1: really like. It's. <laughs> it's the caption is thumb thumb. Oh, sorry. I already messed it up. The caption is, thumb thumbs, dumb dumb. Three stars, not bad, by a six-year-old. Now, keep in mind, this was written by a six-year-old.
0: Who's typing this for them? No
1: one. Dude, have you seen kids on the internet?
0: I guess they can all type now, right? Yeah,
1: and we should also say, like, these reviews are not all from 2001. So they can have reviewed the movie recently.
0: At any time. Right. At any time. Okay.
1: Yeah. So they write the thumb thumbs were like totally dumb. I mean, <laughs> all they are is thumbs. So this guy's locked in on the thumb. That clearly okay. hot take. That's his take number one on this movie. Thumb thumbs are dumb. Dumb dumbs. Like totally dumb dumb. He's locked in on that. I like the kids who turned into spies. Well, that's good because that's the whole Me movie. Me too. Yeah and they had a they had good parents. I would uh, well, yeah, I mean good okay. as in they told them bedtime stories, but they were good guys and parents
0: more like drill sergeants, am I right? I guess they were good parents but not good spies. Yeah. You know, like if you separate the two. Mm. I see where he's coming from. I see where this 6-year-old's coming from. Maybe I'm with it. I'm with him. I'm with it. Okay. Him. All right. What else did you say? The
1: bad guy was kind of scary because his inventions weren't really scary. See the line above this. Thumb thumbs. Oh, <laughs>
0: cause the thumb thumbs aren't scary.
1: <laughs> this bad guy was so. <laughs> this
0: kid. This kid, six-year-old kid, did a callback to yeah. his own.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, See, the bad guy was so scary because he wasn't scary. And that says a lot. Like this kid's headspace is insane. He he is this really kid is into smarter
0: it. than the fourteen-year-old. Come on. I like. I don't this know kid. the fourteen-year-old. This kid can run but... circles around the fourteen-year-old. Oh no there.
1: doubt. All right, and so this was my favorite review. And hold on, just one more okay. one more comment yeah. on this
0: one. Not wrong.
1: Not wrong. No, totally. Not wrong at all. I
0: think. Not wrong at all.
1: That review. It's pretty spot on.
0: Pretty, I mean, why are we even doing this podcast? Let's <laughs> hand it
1: over to Thumb Thumbs <laughs> Dum Dum. Am I right? We Dumb, should get Dumb, him on Dumb the show. Yeah, we should talk to him <laughs> sometime. Should. All right, no username though. No username. I know though. we'll never find the kid. Smart. I, like, yeah. I love
0: this kid even more. Now he's also like elusive. I know, right? We gotta find him. Dude, awesome. he lives
1: off the grid. Awesome. He probably lives somewhere like Machete. You know, he probably lived What if? Wh- S- yeah. three star rotten tomato reviews that's probably Absolutely. where he lives.
0: and the irony here is his username is no username
1: <laughs> that would be wild that's
0: how that's how streets ahead this kid is <laughs> that would be wild uh, uh, so the last one okay, which is my favorite
1: one. only for one line this is my okay. favorite one for one line so the caption here is awesome spy movie five stars from a 12 year old I really love this movie, and so does my family. The violence is always cartoonish, and the good guys always win. There is no blood, and nothing terribly graphic or disturbing, except for some mutated figures that may be disturbing for more sensitive kids.
0: This is a sensible guy. Yeah, I mean, Sensible kid.
1: The Fuglies, or Fuglies, depending on
0: how you go about it,
1: they were pretty weird-looking.
0: Um, Dude, those things were straight-up terrifying. Yeah, they were. Could you imagine... If you were saving your dad, if you were Junie in this movie, and then you found your dad looking like the cartoon you drew, that would give me nightmares. Yeah, they kind of gloss over that. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. However, most
1: six- and up-year-olds can probably handle it. Clearly, because the six-year-old before had no problem.
0: He didn't even mention it. That kid could handle anything. Yeah. That kid could handle going to space. In a dick shaped rocket. And then here's my favorite
1: line right here. The only bit of language starts to come out as S T, but is turned into talking mushrooms. (laughs) So he doesn't know. This kid. He doesn't know. (laughs) This kid. But it's like the ultimate kid thing too, though, right? Like you think you're in, you think you're in on the adult humor, where you're really not because you're he's so like, shit. Off. Yeah.
0: talking <laughs> mushrooms. Talking mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, there's a line in the movie where Junie is about to curse. He's about to say <laughs> shit, and instead he goes shit talking mushrooms. Yeah, it was Carmen, it was right? Talking mushrooms. It was Carmen. Oh, okay. I, I think I thought it was one Junie. of them well who cares cares? it doesn't matter but oh my god what it's especially funny because the kid sounds pretty smart it does and then you know and then he
1: wraps it up after saying shit but is turned into talking mushrooms says kids won't notice it but parents and older tweens teens might cringe at the narrowly escaped swear word (laughs) wow all in all great movie i agree i agree
0: dude that was, I mean, these kids, wow, this, wow. Yeah, you can't get better than kids reviewing That's, kids I, movies. Holy that crap, should, these kids are incredible. I loved it. So these kids are incredible. We got through. So, so what do you think? So these kids didn't really like um, review the movie too badly. Oh, I guess they did. I guess it's all over the place. You get one one. There, there were. There's a, a lot like of. Reviews, there's a lot of kids
1: five that the the major theme in the reviews was dumb. They, the kids thought it was dumb.
0: Oh, I see, I see one review right now, and um, it's just one single line, two stars. I think the writers were on acid.
1: <laughs> that person Thanks. could be right.
0: Thanks for that. So, yeah, so see, I think it's interesting to note, like, the difference in the way that this movie is, like, viewed by the audience versus by it's the critics which is obvious because obviously i think that's interesting because it's the whole point of our podcast but it seems like the audience generally has a more difficult time suspending their disbelief probably because the majority of them like not on this movie clearly are like grown-ass men on the internet talking about how shit doesn't make sense like of course a movie like this isn't gonna isn't gonna make perfect sense but it's about child spies it's for kids clearly kids generally enjoy it but even then you get your freaking 14 year old emo kids who watch this movie and are gonna hate it right but i don't know it's a silly concept the movie runs with it it's not lost on rodriguez at all how ridiculous is it in fact he 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 goes straight for it um and he plays with you know cliche concepts about spies that um that that works really well in this movie right
1: yeah. No, 100%. Uh, out of 100, what would you give this movie?
0: Oh, okay. So if I was going to give it my uh yeah, you're right. my quick Tomato my radio. quick rating. Yeah. All right, I'll give it I would give this movie like an 88. Wow.
1: Okay. So like not far off from a 93. I would give it like no, lower 80s. Lower which, 80s.
0: Which makes total sense to me. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. I the only reason it's closer to 90 for me is I'm thinking about how well the story flows, mm. you know? Um, and it, it's it's short, it's quick, it's funny, it's good, it's about family. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. When when George Clooney takes off the censor bar at the end of the movie, I it brought me such joy. <laughs> it was just so great. Uh, I don't know, what's one thing that you think that they could have done to make this movie... You know, to make the ratings closer together for this movie because they are very... Yeah, they're so far, far apart, apart, right? right. Um,
1: I think what they probably could have done in the movie to bring it closer together was to make the bad guys like uh, maybe a little bit more believable as bad guys because it almost felt like you you didn't really feel like they were going to succeed at any point. Like, yeah, they yep. made the clone, but they were they came off as so incompetent in such a short time that maybe it just wasn't believable enough. Like, the conflict wasn't believable enough because you were just I laughing agree. at that. Maybe that's yeah. one thing that, that could have brought it a little bit closer together. Another one, maybe, is a, a weird twist that somehow Floop is related to Juni because they're dressed <laughs> they're dressed the same when Juni changes into That's like true. his little bow tie thing Flute throughout the whole movie is dressed like a circus ringleader or Willy Wonka same kind of thing uh, as yeah, he is yeah. the ringleader of this circus um, they both sort of struggle with being like neither of them want to be in on the action like Carmen you know both of them are more creative they're more sort of reserve but they don't want to be left out of the loop so that's why i think maybe floop and
0: what i was gonna say i'm sorry i think you meant uh left out of the flu oh damn it, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but yeah i, th- um, I
1: think overall <laughs> that's that's probably what we could have uh done to to get it a little closer what, what were you thinking
0: um i i agree i think that um so I, I, it depends like what's the main criticism that, like, people who aren't children are giving this movie? I guess we didn't really it's see It's just one, dumb. But I guess it was just that it was dumb, yeah. right? Dumb. But they didn't get dumb. it.
1: They didn't get why it was, quote-unquote, dumb. So maybe... Yeah, go ahead, go.
0: I was just going to say, like, it, it, it I, it's hard... For, okay, so, like, it's hard for me to criticize that critique, but I will, because it's a children's movie. So, I don't know. Do you grade children's movies on a curve? Um, Yeah, they're made for kids. Kids have a different tolerance for certain things. So, maybe no (laughs) thumb-thumbs. Maybe replace the thumb-thumbs with something else. Maybe um, give the bad guys a little bit more uh, definition. You know, like, who does Robert Patrick work for? Even something like that. Maybe, um, yeah, flesh out Minion a little bit more. Flesh out Robert Patrick's character a little bit more. Um, because those for me were the things that were that's the most questions that I had about this movie was like, what was motivating those characters? And what was their end goal? Not even sure what that was, that like so they were just gonna populate all of the kids in the world. They were gonna replace them with their child clones. It's like, what do they do with the real kids? Where do the real kids of this part do the child clones? literally replace them? Like, do they murder them or something? Do they bring them back to Floop's castle, and he gives them a name like Carmenita and Junito? (laughs) You know? like So there's just things where, like, okay, if I think about this too hard, it's kind of dumb, but there are ways, I think, to trim that fat a little bit, so that's how I think it could have been a little bit more well-received by the audience, but um, I don't know. Who do you you think was right here?
1: Well, I mean, I, I... if you've been listening to us for the past hour, I think you can tell who who we're leaning on here for being right. I think the critics they they were closer. I I really think, you know, like you just said, the dumbness in this movie is intentional. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's you're supposed to be sort of taken out of reality while watching this movie. You're supposed to like catch on to the little ties to James Bond to other spy movies that this taps into. And it's just supposed to, you. It's like a a, a lazy river, baby. You just sit down and go along for the ride. And that's what this yeah. movie was. And it was great. So I, I would say the critics. The critics got this one right.
0: I agree. I agree. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a fun ride. You're not supposed to dissect it too hard. You're just supposed to be entertained, you know? And I think it hit all of our notes, you know, like things that we went over earlier about what what we look for in one of these movies overall. Like pacing was great. Tight uh, ninety. Yeah, the story was pretty great, the characters and dialogue, yeah, I, I enjoyed the all of the characters in this movie were either hilarious to watch on screen, funny, like, dude, Antonio Banderas in this movie was so funny, yeah. he was like having a blast in this movie, this is the happiest I've ever seen Danny Trejo, um, <laughs> and, and so yeah, I was engaged, um, I had a little boost with my juice, and I loved this movie. Uh, so yeah overall I think the critics nailed it this is a great film I don't know if it's better than Lord of the Rings still but it's fuck, it's really good <laughs> we, we might have to do another
1: uh, hour just on, on that just movies in yeah. 2001 and how poorly rated they were like a redraft of 2001 movies yeah. but you know you guys listening let us know who you think got it right are we way wrong are we like caught up in the hype of like the satire or is it actually dumb you know let us know yeah. Tweet at us.
0: Let us know. Are the thumb thumbs dum dum or are they Dum 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 thumbs. Dum 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 dums Dum thumbs dum dum. Um I love the thumb thumbs, dude. <laughs> I thought they were so funny looking. <laughs> That's gotta be the whole point of the thumb thumbs. They're like, look at how weird these fucking guys are. So, I don't know. You guys let us know what you think. Who do you think got it right? Do you think this movie is good? Do you think it sucks? Is does Bob was Bobby Rod on it in this one or what? You know, you let us know. He was on acid. <laughs> yeah, he's on acid. Especially when he thought about that dynamite bubble gum. You know, you think he was chewing some bubble gum and he was like, "Man, I wish I could throw this in your face and just blow up right now." <laughs> I don't. I've never don't met him or heard like him talk, but that seemed like, that.
1: like a pretty spot-on <laughs> <laughs> impersonation. He's going to love it when okay, he listens.
0: <laughs> he will. He'll love that. Okay. <laughs> All, right. yeah. All right, guys. You know, you guys let us know who got it right and if you agree with us or not. Um, my name is Jose. And I'm John. And yeah. uh, remember, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Everyone's, everyone's a everyone's, everyone's a real critic. A real critic. <laughs> everyone's a real critic. <laughs>